With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the program. In this episode, we're going to go back down to Kansas City, and we're going to get an update on what's going on with the Kansas City 3 and the man who is hosting them for their Kansas City Chiefs viewing party, Jordan Willis. Now, this guy, Jordan Willis, has really been under the microscope. People have been really digging into his life, taking a look at who he is, what he's up to, you name it. And now he has friends that are coming out and saying that he's depressed by this whole entire thing and that he would never, ever be involved in something like this. And looking at what happened here or what we know about what happened here, I don't think that Mr. Willis was malicious in his behavior. I don't think that he, you know, was trying to poison his friends or something like that. Instead, I think it's more in the realm of accidental. And then Mr. Willis panicked. He had no idea what to do. So he started to panic and he started lying. And once you start down that road, forget it. Now, again, I don't think that there was anything that he did malicious. I don't think he set out on the day of this tragedy to see his friends get hurt, right? But sometimes people overdose or whatever, and the people that they're with, they panic. They don't know what to do. So could that be the situation that we see here? In my opinion, when all is said and done, I think that's exactly what we're going to see here. So let's get to this article from the New York Post, and let's get caught up on what Jordan Willis's friends have to say. Headline, Jordan Willis host a faithful Chiefs watch party, depressed by the accusations that he played a role in the death of his three pals, according to a report. This article was authored by Catherine Dunleavy. Jordan Willis, the man who hosted the fateful Kansas City Chiefs watch party, where three men froze to death, is devastated by the loss of his pals and very depressed by nationwide accusations that he might have had something to do with their deaths. And the deaths are bad enough, but it's the reaction afterwards. Now, does that make him criminally liable? So far, the authorities say no. But I think from a moral standpoint, people can't really figure out or wrap their minds around how somebody could have people dead in their backyard for two days and not be aware of it, not know that his friends were out in that backyard, considering their cars were still out front, nobody had heard from them, not a text message talking about, you know, hey, thanks for the day. So there's a lot of questions that Mr. Willis needs to answer. Does that make Mr. Willis a murderer? No, it does not. So I think that kind of speculation is way off base. We're nowhere near that point yet. And a lot of that kind of speculation comes from people who don't understand how the world of drugs works, how drug addicts think, how drug addicts conduct themselves. 
And if there's somebody who's overdosing or somebody who dies, people panic. They don't know what to do. Could that have been what happened with Mr. Willis? These guys overdosed. He didn't know what to do. And he decided, well, I'll just lay here in my underwear with my wine glass until somebody comes and asks about them. Very possible. Look, when somebody's panicking, when somebody is having a mental break or whatever, all bets are off. And I'm certainly not qualified to break that all down. But I will say this. There's a lot more to the story than a few buddies who decided to come back to watch Jeopardy. Certainly a lot more to the story. Not only is the whole country accusing him of murdering his friends without factual details, evidence, or any charges at this time, but he also lost three close friends, a source who spoke on the condition of anonymity told Fox Nation on Saturday. And looking at it from Mr. Willis's perspective, you could see that, right? Imagine it was you who was being accused of this. But at the same time, you have to understand if you're Mr. Willis, with the circumstances that we're talking about here, people are going to have questions. And if you don't have any answers for them, it's only going to make things a lot worse. He didn't get to say goodbye or go to their funerals due to the circumstances of these wild speculations and accusations. No one seems to be willing to wait for the results of the toxicology report or wait for any other facts from the police department from a case that is still under investigation to make these speculations. And honestly, I agree with that. I think the speculation is way out of control. People are talking all kinds of crazy nonsense like they always do without knowing the first thing about the first thing. And until we have that toxicology report, I don't think there is anything we can really speculate on as far as what happened to these dudes. All we know for sure is that they were found in the backyard dead. But until we have that toxicology report, we're not going to know one way or the other what went down here. And while I'm certainly on the bus that things look pretty weird for Mr. Willis, that doesn't mean that he did something malicious. The source slam rumors that Willis was telling friends that David Harrington, 37, Ricky Johnson, 38, and Clayton McGinney, 36, had frozen to death in the days leading up to the tragic January 9th discovery. Well, if they were in the backyard and they were found in the backyard, that would be the logical conclusion to come to, right? Well, they froze to death. But the problem with all of that is, grown men don't usually go out to the backyard and end up freezing to death. Oh, it's a little bit cold, let me go back inside. Even if you're bomb drunk, right? Now, if you're on drugs, however, if you're, you know, high on fentanyl without even really realizing you were smoking it, well, that's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? Things really change then because you're getting the heroin nods. You're out there nodding out, not even realizing it, and you're numb from the fentanyl. And then you add the cold to it, very easy to fall asleep out there and end up freezing to death. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened to these guys. I don't know. But it's certainly something that has to be looked at, right? And my guess is the authorities are looking in that direction. Willis' own family reportedly learned of the tragedy through the media and weren't sure whether their loved one was among the dead, according to the source. The HIV research scientist spent 48 hours asleep on the couch next to a loud fan while wearing noise-canceling headphones, blissfully unaware of the flurry of calls and messages of loved ones trying to locate the missing men. So that's very hard to stomach and believe. Like, I want to give Mr. Willis the benefit of the doubt, and again, I don't think he did anything malicious. Like, I don't think he set out to hurt his friends or anything like that. But there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. And I don't want to hear about your sleeping on the couch. 
I don't want to hear that you have these noise-canceling headphones on and there's a loud fan. That's a bunch of BS. You're getting up to go to the bathroom. You're getting up to have something to eat. You're getting up to have some more wine with your empty wine glass. You mean to tell me you're not checking Facebook? You're not checking work emails? I don't buy that for a minute. So that's where I have a problem with Mr. Willis's story. Johnson and Harrington's families have fiercely slammed Willis's story, even speculating that a crime could have been tied to Willis's career as a scientist with the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative Neutralizing Antibody Center, Sheaf Lab. Now, I'm not going to dive onto that bandwagon. I have no idea. Is it possible? Sure it is. I'm not ruling anything out. But I try to stay in the realm of reality and the realm of what we know, or at the very least what we can prove. And at this point, all we can prove is that we have three dead dudes who shouldn't be dead. Besides that, there is a whole lot of speculation. The mad scientist agenda is absolutely ridiculous. The source close to the Willis family said, and I agree with that, I highly doubt this had something to do with some mad scientist conspiracy theory. It's my opinion that what we're looking at here, unfortunately, is a mass overdose situation. Either they got a bad bag, or they were testing the waters with something they shouldn't have been testing the waters with, and this is the end result. But the whole mad scientist stuff, that's a bridge too far for me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fact that he is a scientist is irrelevant. What's probably important to note, and maybe a reason why these families are saying they don't know Jordan, Jordan went to high school with several of these guys. After college, he spent probably close to 10 years in Nashville and San Diego doing his graduate and postdoctorate work, the source said. He moved back to KC four or five years ago and at some point reconnected with his high school friends. The diehard fans routinely shared pictures of themselves decked out in their Chiefs regalia to watch games and were planning on going to a January 13th game with tickets Willits bought for the group, which wasn't the first game he'd taken them all to this season, the source said. Willis's dad previously told the Post his son had treated his friends to a game just one day before the tragedy. When asked how Willis could have spent two days inside the home without his dog alerting him to the dead bodies, the source told Fox Nation that the pet simply wasn't home. Well, that makes sense. If the dog wasn't there, the dog wasn't there. But for me, my question is, how the hell don't you see what's going on out in that backyard? You have those big-ass windows. You didn't even take a peek out in the backyard. So I think that one of the big pieces of this story that's going to eventually be revealed is that Mr. Willis here was on drugs. And if he was on drugs and he was on some kind of bender, maybe that's why he didn't look outside. Maybe that's why he wasn't aware of what was going on with his friends, you know, not being home, being missing, the rest of it. That's the only logical explanation, right? He had to be on some sort of drug or something like that where he wasn't thinking clearly. Because if not, then there's a whole lot of questions that he needs to answer. Because I don't believe for a minute anyone who's sober, anyone who's with it, isn't taking a look out in the backyard for two days. You don't look out the window at all. 
You just sit there in the dark. You don't look at your phone. You're not checking messages. So it doesn't add up. Although the dog belongs to Willis, the animal is somewhat of a therapy dog for Willis's father, who the source said is suffering from Alzheimer's disease and spends most of his time at the family house. Willis had been living in a nearby rental home until the tragedy and the subsequent accusations, but was driven out by what his lawyers described as the fear of retaliation. Now that is insane. People are really out here acting the fool, talking about, oh, we're going to hurt this dude. We don't even know the whole story yet. Here's an idea. Put down the pitchforks, put down the torches, and let's get the whole story, please. Then, of course, if he's, you know, guilty of something or if he is suspected of something, well, that changes the conversation. But as of now, this man's not suspected of anything, and the police have been very adamant about that. We all love a good mystery, right? We all want to know what happened. We all want to know what went down. But at the same time, we have to remember that we have to walk before we run. And that means we have to have all of the details, all of the context, all of the information before we start painting people as being guilty. His house was all over the news. Multiple people driving by every day. People are threatening him on the internet. And everyone knows where his house is thanks to the news coverage. After the police cleared the house and his story became public, Jordan moved out as his privacy and his safety were at risk. He's still cooperating with the police, the source said, describing Willis as a good guy who loves his friends. The vitriol is awful, and I think people are afraid to speak up for him because of how vicious people are with these speculations, the source said. Police had emphatically said that the case is not being investigated as a homicide and that Willis is not being treated as a suspect. So until that changes, then he's not a suspect, right? But that doesn't mean that we can't talk about morally being wrong and the fact that two people are dead in your backyard and you're laying around in the old tidy whities Yeah, there's going to be questions, buddy. Now, people threatening this dude or harassing him, that's taking it a step far. And why are you driving by his house? Here's an idea. Don't be a moron. Toxicology reports for the dead man are still pending, which will affirm or deny law enforcement suspicions that they overdosed on drugs, making themselves vulnerable to freezing overnight conditions, which again, very possible, but unless it's a drug like fentanyl that really knocks you the fuck out, I really don't know how they could pitch this narrative. So we're going to have to see what we see when the toxicology report comes back, because before then, it's just all speculation. So, like usual, we're going to keep on following the story, and we'll see where it takes us. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.